From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more corner pocket. Now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy. And Corey can survive. Country folks can What is up, everybody? It's Wake Up War Champ presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Girl. Coming up on today's show, Silver Linings. You want them? We're going to try to provide some of them. It's next man up. But gosh, why did it have to be your star starting quarterback? Can Tate do it? What does that actually mean, can Tate do it? We discuss. And are you not only getting a sneak peek at 2024 the next few weeks, but ultimately the future of Florida State football? Wake Up War Champ presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida, cptallybar.com, the website. Lunch specials Monday through Friday. On Mondays from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., the lunch special is none other than a victory burger. Half pound, all black Angus beef. Comes with a side dish of your choice, straight fries, curly fries, etc. You know the deal. Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida, cptallybar.com. Check it out. 17 in a row, these victory burgers, hopefully. Not all on Mondays, but, you know, they've, they've been winning football games. It's what Florida State does. Warchant.com tries to chronicle it as best as possible. We're the ultimate Seminole sports source. Uh, no promo code. Just go over there and subscribe. Thumbs up. Subscribe to the website, uh, the YouTube page. Also, shout out to my attorney, uh, Joe, the attorney. Corey, uh, read your column, texted me at 7 in the morning on Sunday uh, and said that... Uh, Corey's f***ing column on Jordan is legit. Oh, he cussed. Yeah. Okay, he threw a curse word in there. Well, good for him. I appreciate that, Joe. You said his name was Joe, right? Correct. Correct. All right, thanks, Joe. I appreciate that. So that made me actually... Got a lot of positive feedback. Yeah, that that implored me to go actually read the column, which I did, and I I can also... uh, I I want to use such language, but I I would, you know, share similar sentiments. So, uh, well done, Corey. Uh, Florida State just won their 11th game in a row. Um, they're heading into Gainesville, season finale, regular season finale. Uh, you scored 58 unanswered points. Mm. You beat North Alabama 58 to 13. Uh, one of my other buddies told me, "Don't make the show on Monday depressing, Aslan." So I don't know how do we not make today's show depressing, Corey? As we do celebrate the fact that they are 11 and 0, they won 58 to 13. They rose up uh, after an otherwise gross first quarter, but yeah. uh, you know maybe not be too weighed down by the. The news, the weight, the loss, uh, the, the freaking punch to the gut, yeah. to the solar plexus that you know Jordan Travis you know, played his last football game on senior night, not the way we intended to, him going out that length injury. No, that's it's just I feel so bad for him. That's basically what the column was about. Is like, you feel awful for him. It was such a, it wasn't the way it was supposed to end, right? Like he deserved, and I'm not saying he deserved a national championship. He deserved like a storybook ending. Like he deserved to come out in the middle of the second quarter, up 28 to three, and get one last ovation from 70,000 Florida State fans. That's how the night was supposed to play out, and then go hang out with the 13 team for the rest of the night, getting ready for Florida. That, and so to see him carted off into an ambulance and then, you know, texting or Instagramming from the hospital an hour later, it's just – it was just like gut punch, depressing. Uh, but, um, you know, we've had now, what, 48 hours to process it um, and kind of reshift. I, I, well, look, man, I'll be honest. I, you know, I don't know if this counts as depressing or not. Reshift expectations. Hmm. Um you know, look, I, I, 
I was of the opinion, and I'm not just saying this now because Jordan Travis is out for the year. Um, I was of the opinion at about 5.30 on Saturday, well before the game even started. I'm like, yeah, I just don't think Florida State is quite up to national championship caliber. I just, because I watched, weirdly, it's not just the Georgia game, because I think Florida State's as good as Missouri, and Missouri could have beaten Georgia. It's not just that Georgia looks like they've found something and they look like a machine right now. It's what I watched Louisville and Miami do to each other. Does that make I, – I, let me explain. Yeah, please do. Louisville's offensive line and Miami's offensive line moved dudes out of the way. They could run the ball with traditional running games. Now, they're not great offenses, but they could – their offensive lines can, can – and their running back – their running games can – Get positive yards. You, they bust fifty-yard runs, or you know, they their running backs will run for a hundred yards, and it's not just because they hit one eighty-yarder. They churn out first downs behind the off their offensive lines. Look, man, because of injury, because of maybe, well, I don't know why the offensive line, but injuries is a big one. And you lost some guys last year that maybe were more uh, impactful than we thought in Gibbons and Turnantine. Um, it the, the offensive line just isn't quite up to the caliber of what I see Michigan doing, what I see Georgia doing, even what I see Miami and Louisville doing. And what bothers me, the, the only the only time I got mad about the Jordan injury, uh, in the, you know, you, I guess you go through Dagba. We all went through our uh, stages of grief, denial, anger. So when I was in the ah of Dagba, um, it was because the only reason that kid pulled the ball and ran it in that spot, he should have never had to run the ball against North Alabama, yeah. ever. Yeah. It should have never even occurred to him to have to run the ball. But when, once again, your offensive line can't even push out, push North Alabama out of the way to establish a traditional running game, and then your defense gives up two inexplicable touchdowns in a row, all of a sudden your star quarterback is sitting there going, well, i got to go make a play. We're in a game here with a minute to go in the first quarter. I thought I'd be getting ready to come out of this game, and here we are having punted twice and watching them go and score two touchdowns. So I've got to go make a play. So let me show North Alabama that we're here to play. Let me show North Alabama that they're going to get some Jordan Travis right here, and I'm going to run it down their throat. I haven't pulled the ball in about a month, but I'm going to pull it here and get us a first down and get this drive going. And then I, you know, once I saw that tackle. Um, I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't think that's, I don't know if it's a dirty play. I, I hate that tackle. I hate the form of it. I hate what he did. Um, I don't know why you would swing somebody down quite like that, but he's a North Alabama linebacker trying to tackle a Heisman candidate by any means necessary, I guess. So I, I don't think he's trying to hurt Jordan there, but it's just, that's where I was angry about. If the game had gone according to script, Jordan Travis never keeps the ball there. Never. But he did, and now he's out. He's out for his career, the rest of his college career. So, anyway, all that being aside, get that out of the way. Now you re-engineer your expectations to the point. Well, man, just you, you kind of weirdly. And I might be alone like this, man. I might be in the minority. You, you kind of got. You, you can play a little. There's no pressure anymore, in my opinion. Like, your national championship hopes, which were probably, in my opinion, before that game, just the way I viewed what I was seeing around the country, because you could, you, I just didn't trust the offensive line to, to establish a running game against these great defenses in the playoffs. I thought you were around a 25 to 30% chance of winning a national title. Now, 
without because I thought you did have the, the the ace in your sleeve of a mobile Jordan Travis running through these defenses. Well, that's gone. So now I feel like, I don't know, what would you put the percentage at, Aslan? 10, 12, 15? Are you really going to go beat? Are you going to go win four straight games? You know, three of which would come against top 10 teams. Would Tate Rodemaker as your quarterback? So with that said, you kind of got nothing to lose. And if you got nothing to lose and play a little carefree, well, maybe you can find some magic. So that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping they can find a little Tate magic. Not expecting it. There's, there's, there's really not a ton of pressure because, I, you know, people are already talking about they shouldn't make the playoff if they go undefeated because people are dumb uh, in the national media. But I, I feel like – and tell me if I'm wrong because I might this just might be – people might be screaming at me right now listening to this. I feel like it frees you up to play a little more carefree because all the weight of the expectations of your senior star quarterback now being hurt, it's like it's gone. Obviously, you're not as good without Jordan Travis. But I do think you could play a little more you freed up. Yeah, I didn't think the pressure was going to get to them. I just thought that maybe Georgia's defensive line was going to get to them. Well, I yeah, guess, you know, yeah. to your point. Um, but I understand what you're trying to say. I do think they, they refocus, and it, I don't think it's going to be so much playing free. I mean, I think it's going to be playing with a different sense of, like, focus and purpose, right? Maybe that comes from being a little bit more free, but I just feel like the doubt is going – I mean – the doubt felt like a very small corner of the internet and the media. Uh, you know, the, the narratives, you will, of them maybe getting jumped here in the poll tomorrow by Washington. I mean, they got jumped in one of the polls on Sunday, but the college football playoff poll. And then you got beat Florida and you got beat Louisville. Like You start maybe feeling some of that pressure, like we got to win in a certain kind of way. So maybe maybe that has now been removed. But I do feel there, there's going to be like the sense of anger now. Like you, you're counting us out. Like, how dare you? Like, we love this kid. He's our leader. But we're not just a one-person team. This isn't Caleb Williams and the right. Trojans trying to, you know, fight their way for a dub. Like we've played pretty good defense the whole year. We have pretty solid special teams. Other than yeah. not realizing that maybe this FCS team that's coming out in all these stupid exotic formations might want to fake the punt here. Yeah. Um. But I guess maybe that that lack of a traditional run game makes you feel a little bit queasy about what the offense can be. But maybe there's something that Tate gives you that Jordan can't that. Jordan doesn't, and I don't know how to quantify that or how to even really explore that any further at this point until we see him play a game here and maybe at least get through two more practices. But maybe there's just something that that sparks in this team um, that you know helps compensate for what they've lost in, in the spark that Jordan gives you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're just trying to – I, I wouldn't say it's grasping at straws because that sounds like we're just making up stuff. Like, I, I, I do think these are both uh, possibilities. Um, you know, what Tate gives you is a stronger arm. Uh, he can stretch the field in ways that Jordan can't, uh, and he has some dudes to throw to, which helps. Um, so that that's the one thing he gives you. And quite frankly, the way Jordan had not used his legs this year, um, maybe Tate's more apt to keep it a couple of times. Now, look, he's not Jordan Travis. He's not gonna. He doesn't have the ability to to hit a sixty-yard run. But tell me the last time Jordan Travis did. But if he can keep it, he can keep it. He's athletic enough. Um, and he's a guys. He's a freak athlete. Like he's not a four four guy, but he can do backflips. He can do crazy dunks. Like he is a he is a legit athlete. Um, and he's fast enough. Even on that one run he had, I know it's North Alabama, but he showed he can move. And he had a run against Louisville last year uh, for a first down. So he can he can move well enough 
to maybe the quarterback run is a little bit more a part of the offense than even it's been, weirdly, with Jordan Travis because they've been so uh, – he, he was so uh, hesitant on running. And, I mean, hey, man, he, he was right. You know, slide down. Uh, but, but um, you know, so I, I think there's part of that. And, look, I, I think – I know it's a it's a silver lining. Maybe this is what this show is is a silver lining show. But there, other than Georgia, who could put you know a four stringer back there and probably beat most teams, the, there aren't many teams in the country that can lose a star quarterback, a senior like that, and not have to be going to a freshman with zero experience. Like, look, Miami lost their quarterback a couple of weeks ago. Who did they have to turn to? True a freshman. Kid that, yeah, a true freshman that had thrown 30 passes. Well, Tate Rodemaker has been here for four years. And I know he's only thrown – he's probably thrown – I don't know. I, I did a story on him. I think it was about 100, 100 real passes. Um, but this year he's he's been exceptional, by the way. He's been good. He hasn't played in very important moments until Saturday, and that was against the FCS school. But he's been good this year. He's been really good, honestly, since the halftime of the Louisville game in those rare instances where he's got gotten to get in, the, gotten to go in there and throw the ball. So, but let's not just count live game reps. Let's count every the thousands of throws he's had in practice over the last four years. He knows this system. He's not getting thrown into craziness. Now, has he ever been in the swamp on a Saturday night with an 11-0 season on the line? Nope. That's its own. Uh, that's like an old, its own entity sitting on his shoulders. But he's been here where you don't. He's been here long enough and proven enough already. I think that he won't be overwhelmed by it. He's got a staff that's going to create a yeah. game plan. I think yep. as well, right? Don't you think that I was th- I was talking about that today too? Like there's two there's two schools of thought here. Xavier there's the Xavier Lee principle, which in my mind was you don't tell him he's starting. He, he had two good games in his career, Xavier Lee. One was coming off the bench against Alabama when they pulled Weatherford, uh, when Florida State owned Alabama mm. before the dynasty started in 2007. He had a great game coming in, I think, in the second quarter. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then the one against Maryland up there, I think the year before, where I, I don't think he knew he was starting until the day of the game. But then every time he played, well, he played great against Maryland. Played really well against Alabama, and then he got progressively worse as he. It was almost like as he had to become the starting quarterback, and the weight of those expectations in the preparation, he couldn't just be thrown into the mix and be like, "Well, here goes nothing," and have no time to get nervous. So that's one school of thought that Rodemaker now, with a week of knowing he's the quarterback, might you know, it's like these pitchers sometimes that are better coming on in relief than knowing they're going to get the ball at 6 p.m. on a Friday night. Um, it, just the nerves or the weight of that weighing on you all day or all week in Rodemaker's case. That, so it could be a negative, but that's a 10% chance. I really do think it's a it's a positive, a big positive, that this didn't happen in the first quarter against Florida. That Mike Norvell, who is a very good offensive coach, and Alex Atkins, who's a very good offensive coach and knows what that line can do and, quite frankly, what it can't do, um, can organize and develop and uh, scheme up a game plan that fits Tate Rodemaker's skill set. They've got a whole week for it. And I think that's a positive. And I I don't think the offense will change much, but it will change enough where I think they will accentuate, or try to anyway, Tate Rodemaker's positives. And they get to do it against a defense that isn't very good at all. Yeah, part of it was trying to, you know, look for the silver lining of, you know, maybe Tate is just this goofy, happy-go-lucky kid that's just happy to be here, and he's just going to let it fly. And 
you know, won't realize the gravity around him, but he's a smart kid. So like it's it's a good and the bad of it. Like he's yeah, he is smart enough to realize like holy crap, man. Like I've got to go into the swamp and beat them to not screw this thing up and then be in Charlotte like I've got to beat this team to not like he's he's going to realize the gravity of it. But I guess at the same time, you know, he's also, he'll also good. maybe em- I think he'll embrace it too, uh, I think. But, you know? Maybe, I think so, but I also think, you know, we wa- we've watched him now in practice for 3 years and he is a different kid than the one we saw in practice 2 years ago at four string behind Milton Purdy and Jordan. Like he's he's I he's got some real skill. Real skill. Like he's got an NFL arm and he's got an NFL body. Like he's got and he made a couple of insane throws. Um he made one to Kentron on a third down by the sideline with no window at all. It just I mean, that's an incredible throw. Um he he has a better arm than Jordan Travis. Now clearly quarterbacking isn't all about arm strength, otherwise the t- the Tennessee kid would be the number one pick in the draft whenever he decides to come out because that dude has the best Cannon. arm I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, but it's more than arm strength. It's reading a defense and getting rid of the ball quick, throwing in rhythm, all that stuff on time, accuracy. But I, Rodemaker is, if he plays well, is good. He's a, I think he's a good college quarterback. Is he Jordan Travis? No, probably not. But I think he is a good college quarterback or has the potential to be it's all there for him he's a good enough athlete he's been in the system forever he's learned behind Jordan Travis for going on three years now he's been in Mike Norvell's system for four and when he was thrown into the fire at Louisville last year after the horrible interception to start um, he he played I thought very very well considering the circumstances and then you know let's not discount the fact that you know, you're down 13 to zero and getting kind of pushed around the field by an FCS team, and you, and and your quarterback just got carted off into an ambulance, and the place is like a library, and there's real nerves and real anguish, and the emotions were so raw, and that's what an odd, kind of awful environment to go get real live game reps. Now it was North Alabama, which helped. But that that's it's it's impressive how he played in that moment. He didn't seem to be bothered by anything at all. He was thirteen of twenty three and probably should have been sixteen of twenty three. Um, you know, Jaheim had a drop. I think Johnny might have had one. Johnny could have caught one in the end zone when he's been being interfered with. I thought he answered that moment, and it was his own unique moment and challenge. Again, North Alabama is not Florida or Louisville. But it was a unique challenge because that stadium, I've never felt the stadium that way. And I've been going to games there for a long time. I've never felt it like that, that uneasy, um, that sad. Dude, can we talk about this at all? Like, I feel like I need to kind of, like, vent a little bit about this, too. I mean, I know you... Yeah, you, sure. Go ahead, buddy. But, no, I just wanted to point out, I just wanted to make finish that point. I've said it already, but I thought Rodemaker handled that well. Saturday night will be its own other issue clearly but he stepped up in the moment and handled that well just like he did in Louisville last year so he's two for two and stepping up and handling the moment so let's hope he makes it three for three and then four for four I think I'm, I'm just gonna take a vitamin energy mood plus I think instead of venting to everybody and like okay, getting my emotions out there by the way lawyer Joe also said thanks again for the vitamin stuff try to mood and it worked uh, yeah. He hosted a charity golf tournament back in the Tampa Bay area. Gave him a bunch of vitamin energy to put in the swag bag for all the participants. So 
Uh, he took one. He tried it. He liked it. Vitaminergy.com. You can do the same thing. Use a promo code WarchampBogo, WarchampBOGO, the Mood Plus, a mood booster energy shot with natural nutrients and antioxidants that energize and regulate your mood. Tastes great. Tropical berry flavor. Solid. Seven hours of clean, functional energy with no crash later. 14-day clinical study has been done on vitamin energy, and it shows that it works, everybody. 89% of the participants in the 14-day study said that it was effective at boosting energy. 75% said they felt focus and concentrate were better after the shot. 82% felt energized very quickly after taking the shot and felt less fatigued throughout the day. So what you waiting for? Aslan's lawyer friend said it works. <laughs> VitaminEnergy.com, right? I mean, what else you guys want at Vitaminergy? I mean, we're... we're I mean, gosh, Joe, Joe the lawyer. Joe the lawyer, everybody. <laughs> Vibemergy.com. Promo code is WarchampBogo. Warchamp B-O-G-O. Shaking to take it. It's energy with benefits. Vibemergy.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So, Corey, it was a big night, right? Uh, senior night, uh, 2013 back, uh, yep. celebrating them. James Winston back, retiring his jersey, ring of honor. So, a couple people emailed the boss, Gene Williams, and were like, hey, man, I can't make it to the game. It'd be really cool if you guys could film all this stuff for us. So, I filmed the pregame senior day introductions. You know, try to get Jordan on the field, but you know, I'm up on the roof. So, I got to kind of film him on the replay board to get the a really good shot of him and you know he gets introduced and you know kind of see him dabbing his eye with a towel i don't know if he's sweating if he's overcome with emotion but i get some good shots go back down hang out with you ira and matt in the press box try to get that uploaded and then by the time i'm done getting that uploaded because the internet was so terrible i go back up to the roof because it's the end of the first quarter right and we got to get Jameis in the ceremony so i'm on the roof and dude, it was the most, it was so surreal because as soon as I got to the roof and over the edge to, to look at what's going on in the game, I hear the, the crowd roar. I see Jordan like crossing midfield and I'm like, oh, all right, there they go. Now they're cooking. Now they're, you know, going to figure this thing out and stop piddling around. And I look at the replay board and I see him like, it look at like he's grasping like his hamstring almost at first. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Let me set up my camera. I didn't know he was, I didn't even know he was injured. And I'm setting up my camera and I, I look down, and I see people running to, you know, yeah. midfield. And I'm like, who is that? And I, and I, and I start audibly yelling. I'm like, who is that? And there's people around me, Corey. I felt like it was in a Stephen King movie. No one could hear me. And I was yelling. That's why I, te I texted you and Ira. I'm like, is that Jordan on the field? I had no idea who it was, what had happened. Everybody just looked like, they their soul had left their bodies and they were just these vacant vessels of flesh and eyeballs just looking at the center of the field entranced and then once you realize it was him just a sense of like oh my god like this poor kid this yeah. season yeah that game um 
you, you said it so well in the column. I had to get it out because I live by myself. I don't talk to anybody. So I'm talking to all of you. Uh, that was horrible, man. That was probably the worst moment of covering a football game as like a professional. I, don't, I think I've been fortunate enough to not see anything too tragic at a football game. And in the sense of life, he's going to be fine. Everybody's in a hospital in America. He's going to be all right. Um, but my goodness, I, I couldn't believe it. You know, yeah. part of me had this morbid thought going into the game. I'm like, man, you know, just they're always, you're always just one injury away. Like you've said it so many times, Corey, and I've, and I've like Latin, like, you know, I've scoffed at you and you're like, listen, as long as they stay healthy, they're yeah. looking, you know, in September, like as long as they say, oh, they're looking at like, Hey man, like I get it. You know, every team says that if they lose player X, but like they, they've lost player X. Well, now we're really going to see what, what it all comes down to here starting this, you know, this week. And we'll see tomorrow at practice, just how sharp things can kind of look. I mean, they were so hurt. These guys, you know, you yeah, saw Tr- Trey was, was beside himself. Um, and then listen, you know, Jaren's like, listen, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Uh, after the game, Lawrence Sofili said, like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Uh, I do think we're going to see not a different team in, of who they are, but just that emotion was so heavy on the game. Like, I, I didn't, I can't remember anything that happened in this game, Corey. I, I have no recollect of anything. By the time that the block field goal to end the game happened, which probably would have been the the thing that you would have remembered, the singular moment you remembered most from that game that was positive. Yeah, I was yeah. getting set up in the in the post game room, so I didn't even get to see that. I didn't want to be there anymore. I'm like, why are they even playing a game? Like the season is over, but like it really isn't though. And I, right. So people ask me this, Corey, and I ask you this then. Like one of my buddies texted me, he's like, "Can Tate do it?" So like, what does that mean? What is it? Yeah, yeah define like, it. Is, yeah. it. is it winning the next two games? Is it? Is it, yes. just, is it winning? He can Saturday? absolutely. He can absolutely win the next two games, right? I definitely think that. I haven't. I don't know. This this Florida quarterback's kind of dual thready, which is a little bit, a little bit leery of. He is, but I, you know, Mertz was cooking, man. Mertz is yeah. a good quarterback, and I feel like, um, I mean, you'd, in my opinion, you'd rather play a kid making his first start than Mertz, even if he is a, he is more athletic, um, because you know you, you just can you can put five six guys the line of scrimmage and try to make them beat you with his arm, uh, but but yeah, going back to Jordan, man. So when I when, when it happened. You know, he. I thought he tried to get up initially and then laid back down. And I'm like, okay, well, that happens. And then you see Trey Benson's reaction to it. And that's when it was like, oh, no, this is a horror show. Like, he looked down and he, he couldn't look at it. And then he walked away and it was like, you know, he he was inconsolable. Like, he, he couldn't be around it. Um, and that was, it was just, it, you look, man, it was just awful. It was an awful moment. That's a way, that's a good way to say it, man. It's one of the worst things we've had to see. Not because I don't think anyway, that that's kind of the point I was trying to make 20 minutes ago. Not because I think it, they were going to win the national championship. They were, they were far and away the best team in the country. And then this happened. I, I don't think it's because of what the, the team goals were crushed. It's for him. Yeah. I'm crushed for him. I just cuz he had done I mean look the journey is well documented we've talked about it a lot. And I think that's what hurt so many people. I mean there were people crying. Uh Stephanie was shook when she heard about it. like literally shook. She texted and is like I'm so sorry babe. Like she like I just told her a family member had right. passed away. Right. And I don't think and I I'm not making fun of anyone in that because I think a lot of people felt like that in the moment that it just felt like 
not just because, oh, there goes the season, because I don't think that's true, and it's already been a great season, but because it's that kid, man, and he had one last home game, and it was the it was an FCS team that they were fiddle effing around with. It should have never come. So that's the your point too earlier that like he 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 ran that ball because he he's like this is not happening on my watch. Damn it, we're not losing. Exactly this game. right. And I'm, like, I'm Jordan ah. Travis. That we've I've done too much. We've done too much. Yeah. We're going to take control of this game right now, and that's where he gets his leg broken or ankle or whatever happened. Um. So so that's what that's what was so awful about it is you just felt awful for him and his teammates. I know he's really close to Trey Benson. That's why Trey had a hard time looking at it, but he's the leader of that team. He's the emotional leader of that team. Um, they all respect him. They all like him. He's, you know, he's just their guy. And to see him, to see in it, like maybe it was also a little more, uh, not, not maybe it definitely was because of the nature of the injury. It wasn't an ACL and it wasn't a, 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 a broken collarbone. It's the leg going the wrong way, man. It's a Joe Theismann injury. It's seeing that. It's like the kid from Louisville basketball where like the leg was facing in the wrong. Oh, it, was, yeah. it was a grotesque injury, and it happened to your dude. And that's what made it so awful. Just like it would be for many colleges around the country who have a, a star quarterback to see not just him have his season come to an end, but like that. Um, so grotesque, so painful, so hard to watch. Not not for CW, though. They'll show you as many replays as you guys want. You want another one? Hey, if you're just tuning in, to it's forty. I know it's 42-13. to 13. If you're just tuning in, Florida State lost its quarterback. Let's take another look. Um, that was, you know, that was not ideal. I wish they'd have stopped showing that replay. Um, I wish I'd have never seen it, quite honestly. Um, but, so going back to is the season over, though. I was thinking about this comparison. This is not the era, this is not the Jets having to go from Aaron Rodgers to Zach Wilson where you think you have a chance with a great quarterback to go win the Super Bowl and now you have the worst starting quarterback in the league and you can't get a first down. Tate Rodemaker can play, man. Now, he's going to give you he's going to make some head head scratching decisions. But he has got a cannon he is experienced, and he has weapons all over the field. He does not have a running game that he can count on. That's what gives you pause. But there isn't a backup in the country that could come into a situation like this with a Johnny Wilson, a Keon Coleman, a Jaheim Bell, and Trey Benson, and Toa Feely. And now they, they don't pave a lot of alleys for running backs, but an experienced, experienced offensive line, the ones that are still healthy. Uh, again, Maurice Smith went down in that game. Darius Washington snapped the rest of the game. Kudos to Darius Washington, man. We don't talk about that kid enough at all. He just plays everywhere. He plays everywhere, and he is such a uh, safety valve for that offensive line. It's now on the – you know, it's it's skimming the ends of its depth. But, yeah, so don't you think that that should give Florida State fans – you know, as we process what happened, and that not just that he's out for the year, but it was such a grotesque – like a leg-shattering injury. Um, as we move on from that, Tate Rodemaker can win these next two games. And I shouldn't even put it like that. Florida State can win these two games with Tate Rodemaker at quarterback. It's not up to him to win or lose the game. If he plays like he can play, like we see him play at practice, and if he, does, if he has a little bit better pocket presence, which comes with experience, 
and he and he makes the throws that we know he can make, and he makes the good simple throws, and occasionally throws it down to his fifty yards to his two NFL wide receivers. They can win these next two games, Aslan. And if they win these next two games, just take your chances. Probably nobody beating Georgia anyway. <laughs> but take your chances. Get in the dance. Get in the tournament and have fun and see what happens. But uh, so uh, yeah, uh, it's awful, 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 awful night Saturday night for Jordan Travis clearly, and for all of us that care about the kid, that have watched the kid, have 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 documented this journey. Um, but it's not a season-ending night for Florida State. They are good enough to win the ACC. They are good enough to finish twelve and zero in the regular season, and that should be celebrated. I want to ask you this in that same vein. Um, what changes, right? Like, I, I know we, we mentioned earlier that we think Mike Norvell will probably be able to formulate a good game plan to conceal maybe some of the, you know, deficiencies that Tate might have and, and perhaps enhance and showcase some of the things that he's better at. I wonder how much really, how much will really change offensively. They're going to run their same formations, right? And, Tate doesn't pose maybe the threat that Jordan is, but maybe he hits a throw or two that Jordan doesn't. Um, if that's a way to look at it, or I mean, what are you anticipating changing, losing Jordan, considering that maybe you know what we've seen the last three, four weeks out of this offense? Listen, I mean, I think everybody thought and was bracing for this offense to be elite going into the season. They saw the way they played that last quarter and a half against LSU, and you were totally verified and, and any kind of thoughts on that. But this offense to me hasn't particularly looked elite the last four or five weeks. So maybe there's not this big step back that we're all anticipating happening. What would change? Yeah, I think more deep shots, um, to just answer it simply. Um, I think other than that, though, I, you know, I'll be honest, did it look a lot different? No, on Saturday night. That's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of wondering aloud right now at this point. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it changes all that much. They're going to try to do what they do. Um, you know, I, I think maybe a few more like simple throws just to get him going. Um, and you worry about. I think what you worry about with Tate is decision making, and that doesn't just mean hey, don't throw it to that guy; he's not open. It's quick decision making, like make up your mind and throw it. Uh, Jordan Travis, what 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 he was so good at this year, and he was good at a lot of things, was he didn't take sacks. Now some of that was because he could run around like a maniac, or turn the ball over, or turn the ball over. Those were he didn't, you know, he took some sacks. Uh, Miami and Pitt, um, mainly Miami, he took some bad sacks, but that's what made it stood out so much because they didn't get sacked before that. And he didn't turn the ball over. There is a chance. Those are both going to ramp up a little bit with Tate Rodemaker. And it's not that he can't – you know, he can't make guys miss in space like Jordan Travis can. Like, oh, God, you're about to tackle me. Let me shake you. That's not going to happen with Tate. He can run around defensive ends. He's faster than defensive ends. Or ask, you know, he can, he can outrun defensive linemen. It's just I don't know that in the pocket he's going to have the wiggle ability. Wiggle ability, that's a there word, Corey. You Print did it. it. Yeah, that, uh, that, that I know he's not going to have what Jordan had. And – Jordan was good about seeing things quickly and just throwing it. And But I think if you look at the Tate game, I thought he did, man, you, you know, the, the drop that Jaheim had on fourth down, that's a 
simple, easy, nice throw. Uh, the throw he made to Jaheim down the sideline in the first half for the 45 or 50-yard gain or whatever, he saw it quick and got it to him and put touch on it. It's a nice throw, man. I mean, obviously he's wide, wide open. But Tate isn't just a one-pitch wonder. He doesn't just throw fastballs. He's got some touch. I really liked the way he set up the screen to Kaziah on the final throw. He did, he sold that pretty well and then zipped it to Kaziah so he could catch it and turn around quick. Um, so I I you know he's got some stuff to work with and I I don't think it changes all that much. I really don't because how could it? What are you going to do now? Depend on your running game more? It's not there. So maybe he's he's more apt to keep you keep it a couple of times and surprise the Florida defense who will have no idea he can run. But you know I I. I just think that it's going to be the same offense. And when you look at what Jordan Travis did this year, he finished his year with 175 yards rushing in 11 games. So he was not really a running threat either. He was an escape sack threat that Tate Rodemaker won't be. So maybe you call less slow developing plays and more quick hitters. And then, I don't know, man, twice a quarter, just throw it up to 4 or 14. Which you know, I think that's 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 a nice option to have if you're worried that your quarterback isn't seeing it well. At the end of the day, you could just be like, "Well, look, they have one man on four, just throw it to him, or they have one guy on fourteen, throw it to him." So, but otherwise, yeah, I don't I don't see it changing that much. Just like I didn't it didn't change that much against Louisville last year. I didn't feel like they didn't throw it as much, but you know, it looked like when he was th- the play calls were still the same play calls even when he came in in that Louisville game. What are the odds? that Atkins kind of calls his guys out to the carpet and those guys maybe look in the mirror a little bit more intently and they all just get 5% better this week, you know? I mean, I feel like they're really going to have to take it on their shoulders to protect Tate. And I think yes. they'll embrace that kind of challenge, that kind of duty. Um, c- could you see possibly this maligned, if you will, offensive line this is kind of a line in the sand moment. Finally, they've they've been getting away with everything. You know, it's been it's been enough. But now it's like you really do have to to you know buckle down and and give this kid time and then create some running lanes so you guys can move the ball and open everything up. Finally, I I, I think Atkins is going to challenge his guys. I think they'll rise up too. I mean, I hope so um, because it's time. Um, they just have not been able to. Uh, establish any sort of real running game um, all season, really. And they were so good at it last year. They could run on anyone. And now they, they seems like they can't, they can run on no one. Um, Where's Bless yes. Harris in all this? Yeah, I don't know, man. Because I know you Robert know? Scott's out. Him and Robert Scott were battling for that left tackle spot. Neither of them are playing. So, um, and I know we can't talk about injuries. Uh, I, I, I haven't seen anything from Bless that's shown that he's injured. Maybe he's working on something internally here that we're not seeing. But it's it's crazy to me that they've been having these struggles and they're they're two left tackles that they were battling to the wire uh, to to figure out who's going to be the starter. Like none of them are involved right now. That hurts. That's yeah. And look, we we talked all season about how experienced this offensive line is, and it is. But you know, Robert Scott kind of hasn't played all year, right? Yeah, he's it's, not really been a factor at all. I think Syracuse might have been the last game he played and. Barely Corey Smith one. came out of that game and uh, didn't play in the second half. Now, you never know is it, you know, they take him out because, I mean, obviously he's been banged up. We've noticed that. We saw that against Miami. He's banged up. But uh, maybe it w- he can play. They just didn't want to play him anymore against North Alabama. Um, 
So, I mean, you know, hope you hope Maurice Smith is there. But, you know, maybe he's so banged up that it is a better line when Darius Washington's at center. Now he's got to snap that ball back a little quicker. Um, it's a it's a slow-paced snap. But, uh, but, yeah, I thought he did a really good job there. I thought Darius did, you know what I mean? And, I, and you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do at tackle. I, clearly we thought this was going to be a strength of the team. Eight experienced dudes all rotating, staying fresh. And then football happened. They've been banged up. They've been hurt. Your starting left tackle has barely been a factor this year because it's football. And then now you've lost your quarterback. So you hope the guys that are there, um, that, you know, they're, they're, there's some ability there that, yeah, I hope they do you rise up. I hope the defense does too. I thought the defense did do that on Saturday. Again, it's hard to judge because it's North Alabama. And when they weren't doing trickeration with the, the four, two linemen on each side of the field or three linemen on each side of the field, they struck in our faking a punt. Uh, they struggled to move the ball at all, but I did think the Florida State defense flew around, and I, that after Jordan Travis got hurt, um, and I and I think that was uh, that was really good to see. I did think they responded well. They're going to have to play well the rest of the way because I don't know that you can count on this offense against even against Florida, who has a horrible defense um, or a bad defense anyway. I I don't know if they're horrible. Um, I don't think you can count on this offense to just keep racking up thirty five points a game. Um, 40 now, we, seventh in the country in scoring offense. Well, there you go. Yeah, North Alabama made some, uh, got the stats back up going in the right direction. Um, but, I, you know, I think I, the the defense has played so well for the season, and it's just going to have to carry more of the load now. And so is special teams. Because you don't have, at the end of the day, Aslan, if, if let's say it was the same, if Jordan Travis was healthy going into this game and Mertz was out, there's no chance you're going – and I know it's dumb, and I, I know it goes against what I said last week about no easy games in the in the swamp. You can't ever assume a win in the swamp. If Jordan Travis was going down there to play that quarterback, The way they no just way, lost, too. The way that they just lost in yes, Missouri. There's no way Florida State loses. I And I could be wrong, but I just – Jordan Travis filled you with that hope. Like, he's not losing this game. Jordan Travis is not going to lose this game. And then the next week. Louisville's got some real players, man, and I think they're good on the line of scrimmage. Um, but I, I would be hard. I would. Have, I couldn't fathom Jordan Travis losing to that quarterback. Yeah, and making less plays than than Jack. You know Barnes. what I mean? That yeah. quarterback is just kind of an average Joe, and you've got Jordan Travis, and you're, like, you're not losing. He's not losing that game. He's not losing to a quarterback that's not special or a team that doesn't have just special dudes all over the field. You can't say that about the situation now. And so that's that's kind of what you lose, right? You just you felt like with Jordan, he wasn't gonna let you lose. And look, man, for 16 straight games, he didn't. Um, and I, but Tate can prove that too, man. Go show him, Tate. Go show the world, dog. You're Tate Rodemaker. You won games at Valdosta. You've gone into Cardinal Papa John. Well, it's not that anymore. Whatever. Woke Stadium in Louisville. <laughs> no free speech. In Louisville Stadium, whatever they call it now, um, you show you showed the world what you could do, and you showed uh, the people in Florence, Alabama, what could what you could do on Saturday night. And also, one last thing, Aslan, I know we've talked a lot about it, but it's it's a it's a it's a vital point as we end this season, whether it's three games from now or five games from now. I kind of feel like this is an audition for number eighteen, man. Mm. You know what I mean? And this is a this will tell. And look, I don't think many people expect Florida State to go into the portal for a quarterback. 
Um, they have Brock Glenn, who I thought played well uh, after his first at the, that last drive. I thought he, that third of the third of Andravius was great. He's got some stuff there. Um, what about AJ Duffy? Well, no, um, but but Brock Glenn played well. AJ didn't even play, did he? No. Okay. So. so yeah, so you've got Brock Glenn and Tate Rodemaker coming back, and you've got Kroman Hawk joining the roster. So there is a pretty good chance that your starting quarterback is on the roster right now. But not to put any more pressure on Tate, if he doesn't look the part at all in these next three games, especially the next two, well, you you might have some decisions to make when the portal opens up. Because if you don't trust him to be your starting quarterback in Ireland. Do you trust Brock Glenn or Cromanhawk to go beat Georgia Tech in Ireland and then, you know, and lead that team, which is going to have, you know, a lot of new faces? Because Florida State, I think, has become a destination. Not, I don't think. It has become a destination spot. And it could go get a very experienced and pretty talented quarterback out there. I'm not, ex- I'm not saying I want that to happen. I'm not saying I expect that to happen. And if Tate goes and plays well these next two weeks, I can promise you it won't happen. But that's kind of another another avenue of this, which, again, when we talk about the silver lining show of the post-Jordan Travis injury, is you do now have the ability to figure out your quarterback situation once and for all going into 2024. You know, you do. If yeah. Tate falls on his face, which, again, I don't expect him to. I've just been singing his praises for the last 40 minutes. Um then you 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 will have a decision to make. Are you are you going to be willing to give it to Brock Glenn or Croman Hawk or what if there's a really talented senior transfer that you can go get that is interested in coming and playing for Florida State? Well, it's something you'd have to think about. But on the flip side, if Rodemaker plays well like I expect him to, well then I feel like you feel pretty darn good going into 2024, and you've given him some valuable valuable game experience heading into his uh, fifth year in the program. Another wrinkle I want to get to, but let's get over to mybookie.ag where you use the promo code WordChant and you get an exclusive 110% cash deposit bonus. I'm being told this is so exclusive it's not being advertised. So now you know. Mybookie.ag, promo code WordChant, instant cash deposit bonus. Florida State, last time we talked and hung out, everybody, was plus 950 to win it all. They are now plus 3,000. Oh, boy. Tate, put that on your wall, man. Yeah, man. They don't believe in yeah. you, dog. Come on, Tate. Come on, Tate. Uh, Corey and I went one and one last week in our picks. One win, one loss. Um, Corey, the Hokies let me down in a yeah, big way. Corey might not be Mr. ACC after all. Nope. Um, but he did crush the Washington-Oregon State game. So good, good, good job. I don't know that I crushed it. I won it by like a point, right? I know, but like that was a trap game. That bad weather. Washington had every reason to probably finally fold and lose, and they didn't. So yeah, uh, I thought you know when they when they give that low of a point spread, you're like, man, just take take the home team. Uh, home team lost. Uh, Florida covered against Missouri, unfortunately, but they lost. So still a win. That was a good one. We hedged ourselves psychologically on that one, everybody. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, Maryland, 19 points at home against Michigan. We thought that was a pretty smart bet. You crushed that one. Yeah, there we go, everybody. So no sweat on that one. Uh, two more weeks of this. I'm seven wins, seven losses, Corey. Uh, not as good as that. Right. So yeah. we won't we won't say it out loud, but Corey can make it up. They will go to three games these next two weeks so Corey can 
a surge to the top. But you know what? No one will remember this in a week. No one, right. might, no one might even remember this in five minutes. But go to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code WordChant for your instant cash deposit bonus. Mybookie.ag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Corey, I don't know if this is the last thing on the way out. Probably last thing on the way out. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's fair or not to, to say that these two games are auditions for Tate Rodemaker. I mean, two really tough games. Uh, but I guess, you know, this is what you're kind of the standard is now at Florida State, right? You hope to be in these situations moving forward. You're competing for championships, whether it's conference or national title. Uh, but we do get this kind of sneak peek if yeah. Tate can be that guy. Are we also fairly, unfairly, accurately, inaccurately, maybe going to get a glimpse of the Norvell, Jordan, Travis dynamic, which I thought you wrote so well about in your column that, listen, you know, First and foremost, this program has been turned around because of Mike Norvell. He's the one that gets the the lion's share of the credit, and deservedly so. But they're not where they're at right now this quickly without Jordan Travis. Right. So will we kind of maybe also see chicken egg who made who to a certain degree maybe if, if, if Tate you know doesn't get this thing going or if Tate is able to keep it going, will that portend anything to the, the Jordan Norvell who's the responsible for bringing this thing back so fast, so nice? Uh, I mean, that's that's yeah, that's one way of looking at it. I don't I don't disagree with that. I, I think that um, you know when you're pressed into playing your backup quarterback, even though he's been here for four years, I don't know that you could judge and say, well, he's it, he if he doesn't have Jordan Travis, he can't win. Um, you know, it's tough in game twelve to switch quarterbacks, especially because you're losing one of the best in the country. Um, but uh, that doesn't mean that the it, so what that what I'm saying is you know he. Everybody's better with a great quarterback. Clearly, every offense works better with a great quarterback. If Tate isn't the guy and the offense takes a step back, which I think we all none of us would be surprised if it did. I mean, you just he's a starter for a reason. Tate might be good. He's not Jordan Travis. Um, so the the offense will almost certainly take a step back. That doesn't mean that Norvell can't develop another great quarterback. It just might not be Tate. It might be Cromanhawk. It might be a, a guy, the guy coming in after him. It might be a Brought portal kid. Yeah. You know, who knows? Uh, it. I don't think it means that uh, because because when you take a step back at quarterback, obviously the offense is going to not be great. And I don't. It's like saying, you know, Phil Jackson wasn't a great coach when he didn't have Michael Jordan or Kobe. It's like, well, yeah, it's true, but everybody's like that. And he did accentuate the positives of those two teams. I'm not compare. I shouldn't compare Jordan Travis to Michael Jordan. That was dumb. But you, I mean, you know what I mean. Like Phil Jackson got grief. Or Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick was awesome when he had Tom Brady. When he didn't have Tom Brady, now and he went from Tom Brady to 
But what's it? Mac Young, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, yeah, Bailey man. Zapp, Cam yeah, Newton. But, yeah, he's he's not as good. Weird. So, but I don't think that means that Bill Belichick uh, is not a it was it's not a good football coach. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that. So, and I don't think we judge him. Well, maybe people do now. Like they think he was a a, a Brady. He's a fraud. He's, yeah, a, he's fraud. a fraud. He's made by Brady. I just think. I, we, it's probably not fair, but I think what's cool about these next, really the next six weeks, right? Whether they win the ACC or whether they go to a, a bowl game near New Year's, it's it's still the next six weeks. Tate Rodemaker is the Florida State starting quarterback. And now you will know how Tate Rodemaker handles the responsibility. I, saw, I make him sound like he's Spider-Man. The responsibility of being the Florida State quarterback and what that all entails. And you get to see how he handles that. You know what I mean? Like, you get to see how he handles the weight of that, the game planning, the preparation. I thought it was cool that Norvell said that he did he did prepare all week like he was going to play. Now, that might have had a lot to do with he was going to play because it was North Alabama. I'm sure he thought he was going to be coming in the first half anyway, just not down by two scores um, when he prepared all week. But, you know, he talked about the way he prepares and that everybody likes him as a teammate. He's a good teammate. He does prepare like he's the starter. Well, that's good to see. Now he is the starter. There's a whole different mindset that comes with that. It's something Jordan had to learn. It's something that McKenzie Milton really helped him with, quite honestly. Um, One of the, you know, I I was going to take a shot. I'm not trying to take a shot. But one of the few positives McKenzie Milton gave this program because he just wasn't able physically to be a great football player anymore. He showed Jordan Travis what it was like to be a starting quarterback. Just the mindset you have to have and the leader you have to be and the way you have to conduct yourself. And I think, hopefully, Tate Rodemaker has learned that from Jordan Travis. But Mike Norvell and his staff will clearly find all that out in the next six weeks, won't they? Mm. They'll find out everything they need to know about Tate Rodemaker as a starting quarterback in the next six weeks, not just the play on the field, but what he does Sunday to Friday too. And how he, if he becomes a lead, I, you know, it was cool in that it was, it was one of his, it was a screen pass or one of the touchdowns. It was the first touchdown of the second half, whatever that one was. I can't remember. They all run together. Tate Rod, when they scored to go up 31 to 13, Tate Rodemaker had a legitimate, like Tiger Woods fist bump, fist uh, throw, fist pump. Yeah. He was really fired up and really excited, and that like, because it, it was like he was taking ownership of the game. Even in Louisville last year, I'm sure he was excited, but it, it seemed like more of an all shucks. What's going on here? Let's just go. Let's go try to win this game. And he was kind of thrown into the fire and didn't have this one. It was like you could tell how much it meant to him to go get that next score to be, and he was really fired up about it. And it's you know it's it's his offense now. He's going to take ownership of it, and we'll we'll see what happens. I know I didn't answer your question. Um, That's a tough one. It was a tough one. It was a tough one. I I think Norvell has proven that he can be a a very good coach and and put up a ton of points because he did it with two different quarterbacks at Memphis um, that weren't named Jordan Travis. Mm -hmm. So I don't think he's a Jordan Travis wonder. Like some could argue, uh, you know, Jimbo might have been with a certain quarterback. Mm -hmm. By the way, really cool of Jameis to wear Jordan's jersey. And I didn't see the interview, but according to Twitter and everybody I talked to, when they talked to him about it's getting his number, his jersey retired after the ceremony, the CW on, on the sideline, he spent his entire time talking about Jordan Travis. Yeah, yeah. And I just think that's – it says a lot about both of them, actually. It says a lot about Jameis, that he would spend that whole time not talking about himself and what he did, but Jordan Travis. And it also speaks a lot about how, much, how important Jordan Travis 
is has been to this program and how beloved he is by just about everyone. Yeah, I think Jameis was shown like down on a knee praying too. I think him and Antonor were both like pretty emotional when they, when yeah. they saw it happening. So, um, um, maybe touch on that real quick. I want to ask you this too, though, Corey. Okay. If Florida State wins these next two games and doesn't make the playoff, like, will you be more pissed or less pissed than you would have been if the same situation played out and they had Jordan Travis? Almost more pissed because the reasoning is what would anger me. Like, you have to be rewarded for what you've done on the field, not for what you're projected to do in four weeks. You can't just say, oh, they've got a backup quarterback. We know they they just beat a top 10 Louisville team, an 11-win Louisville team perhaps, if Louisville can take care of business this week uh, against Kentucky. But – we don't think – we know Florida State just beat our number nine team in our rankings, our number eight, or whatever Louisville is when they play, if Louisville can win next week. But we don't think they could beat the number three team with that same quarterback. So let's let a team that lost the game jump them. Even though they're 3-0 and with this kid, let's just assume they can't compete. And let's just – let's set what we think is the best matchup, not what's the most deserving matchup. And I think that's been the mistake of the committee – this entire time, is the wording is the four best teams. And the wording should have always been the four most deserving teams. Because who are you to say who's the best? What if Tate Rodemaker is, you know, South Georgian Patrick Mahomes, mm. and he's about to be unleashed, but you don't give him that, you don't give him that chance. You know, I, I just think that's a dumb way to, a dumb way to set, it would, it's just a dumb way to set your field. Like, oh, oh, we were going to make North Carolina the number one overall seed in this basketball tournament, but they just lost Hansborough, so now they're the eight. It's what you've done. You know what I mean? Now they're, yeah. now they're going to play an eight-nine game because they lost. Remember when Hansborough got punched in the face <laughs> in that game against Duke? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember who did it. Chris Car- No, it wasn't Chris Carroll. It was uh, Gerald Henderson, I think, did it. Punched him in the face, bloodied his nose. He had to go play with a mask on. He wasn't the same player. What if the committee then had been like, look, North Carolina is awesome. They're 30-3. and three. They're the ACC champs. But their best player now has a broken nose and is going to be – 50% as effective as he was. So they, they should be the number one seed. But because Hansborough is it can't play or can't play to his level that he's been playing, they're a six. And they're going to Albuquerque to play Oklahoma in the 6-11 game. It's just it's a dumb way to, to, to officiate and administer your sport and your championship. So that's why if they just – that's why it would bother me even more Man, if the reasoning would be – Oh, yeah, they're on a backup quarterback. Well, man, Ohio State was on a third-string quarterback and put up 50 on Alabama. I mean, don't judge – don't judge – don't just say a team can't win because this isn't a, just a Jordan Travis product. It's a good team. It's And, and it's just – that's just a dumb, dumb way. It's just such a dumb rationale. I hope that chime didn't go off. I think I figured out how to turn off the chime. I don't ever hear it. Okay. Apparently other people do. Uh by the way, shout out to Andy uh, over at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Saw him, mistakenly oh, called no. him, mistakenly called him Matt. Uh, but now I know you're Andy. Um, but we met a Matt, Matthew from Titusville. Says he listened to every show. Hopefully he listened all the way to the end. Appreciate it. Uh, Corey, I think I might have made a grave mistake here in the uh, over-under contest. So one of the props was Florida State defensive yards allowed. Hmm. 
Okay. North Alabama had 226 total yards. Yeah. But if you think about it, how many of those yards came on that fake punt? 64. So that really wasn't the defense per se. But did you word it defense? Yes. How did you word it? Just North Alabama total yards? No. Florida State defensive yards allowed. That's exactly how it's worded. Yes. Then, yes, I think you take away the 64 yards. Well, I, I think that's it, fair. I don't think people can argue with that. Well, I made a grave mistake. I already issued out the gift. Cause somebody just pointed that out to me. Oh. And I was yeah. like, oops. Never mind. You did, yeah. I, I didn't know you'd already done that. Yeah. No, as long as you just got to go with total yardage. Yeah. Uh, got to go with total yardage. Don't let that Don't let that get to you. So, shout out to DSM Knoll. Winner of $25 gift card to Garnet and Gold. you got to be a member of Warchant.com. Uh, it's one of the great perks you get. You can play in the over-under contest, win that. You also get discounts at Garnet and Gold throughout the year. I think it's back this week. Maybe, I think, a promo code like on blankets. It's cold, everybody. It's cold out there. This month, subscribers can save 20% off blankets from Garnet and Gold this Tuesday, November 21st. Warchant members, you save 10% off every day, every purchase at Garnet and Gold. Over-unders, by the way, Tate, 108 yards passing. He went over. He did. Combined catches for Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman. Corey said it's six and a half. What was it? Six. Mm. Three each. Okay. My man. A senior day ovation for Jordan Travis, 21 and a half seconds. We hit the under. Yeah. It was was 19. It was like 19. Uh, 19 and a half seconds is what I had it timed as. Yeah. Uh, Florida State's offensive yards, 575 under. Went 521. Uh, the Florida State defensive yards allowed. Some might argue this one, 177 right. and a half. I said over. That is the official word and the final line on that. I will now change it to just whoever the team they're playing total yards. That that gets me go. out of it, right, Corey? Yep, or, yep, yep. Who needs lawyer Joe? Uh, and then margin of victory, 52.5 points. I guess it actually did go off with an official line. I think it was 47.5. I never saw it. I never saw that line. So mm-hmm. what was the final? It was 58. So it was 45 was the yeah. final yeah. spread. Yeah. So. By the way, I do want to talk about that. Um, look, I've been going to games with Ira Chauffel, the great Ira Chauffel from Warchant. Mm. Uh, I've been in a press box with him literally since 2007. And before that, we worked in Thomasville and Valdez. We worked in Thomasville together for a little bit. So I've been going to, I've been, I've been covering games with him for the better part of twenty years. He and I've seen all kinds of things. I've seen a Kelvin Benjamin catch. I've seen Jacksonville State, and I've seen everything in between. And he has never cheered in the press box ever, not once. Never even really made a sound other than saying, "Oh boy." He, he, he never he, – he's never – He says, oh, boy, a lot. I love he it. He does say, oh, boy, a lot. It's like me with quite quite frankly. Um, he cheered loudly when Quindarius Jones ran that kick back for the touchdown at the final play of the game. He was fired up because, look, we're all trying to get out of the stadium, gang. It's 52-13. to 13. And this coach for Northern Alabama, who'd kind of been showing his butt all night, I thought, um, yelling at his coordinators, yelling at the refs, uh, yelling at it, just, he was kind of, just odd. Um, he called two timeouts on that final drive. He called a timeout with, what, five seconds left? It was a five seconds left. They complete a pass down to, I don't know, the 15, call a timeout. And I'm like, and I was like, what is this guy doing? F this guy. And I'm like, well, I get it. He's going to try to get one last touchdown for this offense. I get that. You're playing against the backups, the third stringers. See if you can make one of your receivers feel better or your quarterback feel better. Get him a touchdown and dope. That's a cool memory. 
And instead, he trots out the field goal team in a 52-13 game, which is the most asinine. It would almost be enough if I was the AD to make him be in my office on Sunday morning to explain that. Just the rationale, like what, what does the kicker need confidence? Is that the only one, thing you're you, doing it you for? You guys, the last play of the game is a positive play for your team. Like, you guys got points, the game's over. It's like, but all it's right. Im- I guess, but wouldn't it – I mean, is it really – you kicked a field goal in a 39-point game. It se- that seems like a negative. Like, yeah. God, what are you doing, coach? Why are we doing this? If the reasoning is the kicker had had an extra point blocked, he wanted him to feel good about it, I guess. But it gets swatted back in his face. <laughs> And Florida State scores a walk-off touchdown, and Quindarius Jones gets mobbed while it looked like there was a pretty terse handshake exchange with Norvell and that coach. Like there wasn't wasn't a lot of pleasantries explained. I've, that's uh, what I've heard. I didn't get. To, I didn't see it expressed yeah. there. Yeah. I don't know. I assume it's. I would assume it's because of the way the game ended and him calling a timeout with five seconds left when Norvell's trying to get on to Florida. Like, hey man, take your check. And get out of here. You already wrecked our quarterback's career with that stupid tackle at midfield. Just take your check and leave. And instead, he's calling a timeout. So maybe that's what Norvell was mad about, or maybe he was mad about the way the kid got ta- way Jordan got tackled. But I thought that was interesting that they weren't they didn't they didn't seem to be it didn't seem to be a very uh, amicable handshake like Norvells are with most people. Yeah, it wasn't one of those like handshake, grab the elbow, like, hey, great game, man. Thanks for, you know. Or like, I'm so on. sorry. I'm so sorry about your quarterback, coach. Yeah, I'm yeah. so, so sorry. I, I, I feel awful. Please go win these. Whatever it would say, it was like there was there was some, looked like some real animosity there. Maybe we got a rivalry brewing Ooh. between Florida State and North Alabama. Maybe we got a rivalry brewing, buddy. Yeah. Uh, anything else to talk about from that game? C.J. Campbell, Sam Singleton, fast. They are fast. Really Flash. cool to see CJ get a run like that. And I'll say this, man. I'd like to see some more Kaziah Holmes in my life. Okay. I like Kaziah Holmes. I like the way he runs. He's certainly fresh. Uh, I'd like to see him in Gainesville get more than one touch, if he gets a touch at all. I don't quite understand. And, again, I'm, I, well, I was going to say I'm not at practice every day, but I am. Um, I, I, don't, I don't quite understand why Rodney Hill seems to be so far ahead of Kaziah Holmes. I love the way Kaziah Holmes runs, man. He's big. He's physical. He always falls forward. Um, he's fast. I like that guy. I think he's got something to work with, and I, I think he should get more touches, quite frankly. Um, defense was fine. Um, better than fine. They were good. Uh, I yeah, There was nothing really to – no, nothing. Oh, I did want to say this. Shout out to the uh, women's soccer team. And the basketball team. Women. Well, Women's. Soccer team, women's, yeah, the men, yikes. Uh, that was gross, folks. Uh, the women's soccer team not only beat Texas A&M on Friday, one to nothing. One nil. One nil, I apologize, guys. They they beat them, they got one goal on the pitch, and nice. the Aggies didn't nice. get a goal in the, uh, to get, they didn't get a ball into the net on the pitch. <laughs> and then on Sunday night, in the quarterfinals. Destroyed them. Destroyed Texas. The Lone Star State got obliterated. In Tallahassee over the weekend, Florida State won five to zero. Five nil. Five nil. Well, I can say zero, right? I just can't say nothing. But also, do do you want me to say uh, Florida State are one win away from the College Cup? Because that's how all the soccer nerds talk. Uh, Florida State are there. Uh, Florida State are coming off a great win. Uh, no, so they they are one win away from the College Cup, which is the is the women is the college soccer Final Four. Uh, they play again on 
Friday? I don't know against two, but the Elite Eight game is the day after Thanksgiving, and it will be at the Seminole Soccer Complex. So congratulations to that team because they're awesome, and Texas can certainly attest to that because they got boat raced. Mm. Five-nil. Come on, man. Does that? I didn't know that happened in college soccer. Oh, in, the, deep in, in the third round. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Penske got them playing. They're peaking at the right time. Yeah, yeah. Peaking at the right time. All right, that's a wrap for us, Cor. Was there any other things? Anything, anybody you see or hang out with or meet? You want to? Or is Brady doing uh, no, any better? Look, Brady, Brady, Kansas. I know you're listening. I love you. I'm horrible with names. I want to say Joshua, but that's probably wrong. Uh, Fort Worth, Dallas. Love you guys. It was fun hanging out with you. Everybody else. I think there was a Jerry that I met on Sunday um, that came from Ohio. Uh, just, man, everybody, again, I say this every time, but it's really nice meeting people and all the kind words they say about the show and listening to us and how we kind of, we're their connection to Florida State and we get them through the, their morning commute or their workout or whatever it is. It's, it always means a lot. Not enough for me to remember your name, clearly. Oh, Octavio. Octavio. Octavio, Octavio. yep. Yeah. Shout uh, out but, but it's really, really nice to meet everyone and, and spend some time with, with, with you guys telling us how awesome we are. Yeah. All right, we're going to, we're not going to turn the page. We're probably going to keep talking about not having your starting quarterback for a few more shows, but uh, such is life. You're 11-0, though. 11-0, man, 17 straight. This is awesome. This is awesome. It's got to end sometime, but hopefully, it might not end on Tate Rodemaker's watch. Tate Rodemaker, guys, might be the Heisman frontrunner going into 2024. Yeah. We have no idea how the next four games are going to turn out. I don't. Maybe Tate's leave. Maybe Tate leaves. Maybe it was the NFL draft. That's the worry I have, Aslan. He's going to be so good in these next uh, four games that you're only going to get him for four games. Wasn't that what happened with Cardale Jones? That's exactly what happened with Cardale yeah. Jones. Yeah, so, hey, that's something. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Tate, prove all the haters wrong. I hope he understands that Florida State went from 9-1 to one favorites to win the, the, the national championship to 30-1. to one. Now, Come on, Tate. Take that as a, as a slight and go, go win some games. Would Norvell walk and would he leave the museum or would he accost me if I asked him, Mike, any concerns that, you know, this could be it for Tate, four dubs and he's out? <laughs> I mean, I I, th I would laugh and hopefully he would take it. Uh, but, but yes, I don't. Let's not do that. I'm not, let's, I'm I think the emotions I'm are still a little to, raw. I'm not going to, Ira. Ira, it's okay. I'm not going to do it, Ira. Yeah, I promise. The emotions, I think, are still a little raw over there in that building right now. Yeah. All right. Let's go talk to the coaches. 11. 30 a.m. press conference. Mike Norvell, coordinators, will have that up over on warchant.com. Corey will uh, diligently live transcribe that. We'll have videos of all of it, takeaways. And then the Jeff Cameron Show, 1 to 3 o'clock, talking about things as well, updates, uh, things of that nature. Maybe we'll talk some recruiting later on this week. It is the Florida game. No live show this week. Thanksgiving. It's all about family. You already know, everybody. Um, we got to prioritize things. All right, I'm done talking. That's Corey. I'm Aslan. Thanks for listening to Wake Up War Chant, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill.